Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Out of Context Podcast, the show where we talk about nothing and everything and make you think or make you hate us. And in the background, we type our own little personal messages to one another to make each other giggle or to gross each other out. So I am your host for the evening. And to you, my friends, yes, you are my friends. I am Walker AC, otherwise known as Adrian, that guy that sparks interest or makes you vomit in your mouth a little bit. And joining me this week is a very special guest. She's humble. She's very nice. And if you get too close to her, she will bite you. Trust me, I know. <laughs> I have my tetanus shots ready already. My friend and yours, my dear Becky, otherwise known as Big Time Bex. Becky, how are you today? I'm doing very well. And Adrian, you might not want to get a tetanus shot because I don't have rust. I have rabies. So you might want to get your rabies vaccine. You know, I didn't really think about it that much. And now I really should. That's so not fair. I knew something was itchy. I just want to talk about that. <laughs> so That sounds like a personal issue. Anyways. See, I don't want to talk about that. I'm just, you know, keeping it PG here, folks. How have you been? How's life been treating you in the world of uh, New York? I've been very well. Um, this past month, I had my 28th birthday. Whoop, whoop. And I got promoted. And I start that position on Sunday. So, a little anxious, a little excited, a little bit want to throw up in my mouth, so. Ah, congratulations. Now I know how I feel when you get close to me and uh, you open your mouth up really, really wide and I see your fangs. I'm not afraid to fall down and cry in a fetal position. It's okay. Now, for all of you who are thinking, where's, uh, where's Ashford? Where's Ashley? Where does she go? Fear not, folks. She's here with us in spirit. She's rich in spirit. So, we're thinking about her. We're sending her a special shout out, as always. Life happens, things happen, but she will always be with us, and she'll probably join us next week, because, you know, we can't have debauchery without her, so. But we chose the next best thing. Actually, that's, that sounded kind of wrong, because, I mean. That, that kind of did, like, wow. Then again, I will admit, Ashley is, like, the golden pedestal, the shiny trophy that everybody wants to hear, and I'm just that wish version of her. Wait a second. No, 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 no. I mean, people want to hear me, too. I mean, you know, I'm not the Kroger version of uh, the podcasting world. I mean, people love her, too, but, but they like me, I, I, I think. I mean, when it comes to, you know, you ladies talking and threatening bodily harm to me, I'm loved in, in kind of a weird way. See? Um, yes, um, they love you as much as they love the Walmart version of Oreo cookies. You mean like 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 the double stuff puffy um, version? Of, what are the, what are those called? I, I'm trying to think of the name. What are those called? Oh God, I don't even remember anymore. See, I know what you're talking about, though. See, Oreo. That sounds kind of racist. Like I'm 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 triggered, as the kids would say. That sounds like a you issue. Uh huh. See, she threatens violence. And now she calls me like a Walmart version of a cookie. That's kind of weird. <laughs> very disturbing way I'm so telling your wife on you anyhow before we get uh before we get started here of course we'd like to say thank you to podbean.com for hosting the show taking my $14.99 you can find us on 22 free apps all you have to do is do a search under the walker ac experience that you can find all of our shows that's where you can tune in and listen to becky's melonia's voice as she makes fun of me um if people want to reach out to you are they able to or just through the show here 
they can if they want to reach out to me through YouTube or TikTok, well, not TikTok, Twitch. Um, it's Rainbow Cupcake 95 I don't really post much on there, mainly because I've been playing Hogwarts Legacy, and I don't have time for that. <laughs> I'm busy about a shit. <laughs> so I will do to you what I did to Ashley, giggity. So tell us about the game. How are you doing in the game? What do you think of the game? And why should people go out and get it? Not that, you know, J.R. Rowling hates trans people or whatever. Anyhow, what do you think of the game so far? So I really like the game. It is the escape that I've always wanted as a kid. Um, Growing up, believe it or not, I wasn't that into Harry Potter. It was my brother's thing. I wasn't allowed to like Harry Potter. But as I got older, I really grew to love it. I'm a proud Hufflepuff. Um, a lot of people wouldn't believe that because I'm very violent, but it is what it is. Um, we just hide our violent tendencies better. Um, I really like it. A lot of people have complaints about it, but you're going to get that with any AAA game. But for me, I remember watching Ashley because her and I, we streamed to each other when we were playing, and I was watching her screen and watching her fly that hippogriff i got goosebumps and i remember just smiling like a fucking idiot and then i got to the part where i could fly on the hippogriff and every time i'm flying on that hippogriff i feel like i'm home like i am doing what i've always dreamed of doing and my favorite part too is being able to capture these mystical creatures and put them into like a sanctuary and I don't know if anybody knows what a Niffler is. For those of you who do not, it's pretty much a platypus that has a marsupial pouch. They love shiny objects and they cause mayhem to get the shiny objects. And when you get to pet them, sometimes they put the little brush in their pouch and they get so sad when it disappears. <laughs> or they'll just be like, oh, you're petting my belly? Here, let me just flop over onto my back and you just keep doing that. Yeah, I like that. That definitely sounds like my cat. And the storyline, it's, it's good because you're not forced into one storyline. But they don't bombard you with all the side quests at once. Um, you can, they randomly appear. So you have to kind of explore it forces exploration. It forces you to do that kind of thing. And a lot of people have issues with it because they see goblins represent the Jews. As somebody from a Jewish heritage... Um, no. They they really don't. And the best part about it is everyone says, oh, you're, I'm an ally, I'm an ally. You really get to experience what it's like to be a genuine ally. Like, you can acknowledge the fact that there are bad parts of the group, but you're there to help them. Like, the ones who want help or need help, you can help them and show them not everybody's bad. Um, a lot of times when there's like goblin side quests and stuff, I do them and I'm just very nice to them. There's very few times am I ever picking the evil responses and they're like, you restored my faith in wizard kind. There are times as a member of the LGBTQ community and as a woman that sometimes I need help and I don't let people help me. I just, I really don't. It's just not who I am. 
but some people, they know when to help and when not to help. And sometimes it makes me go, you just resort my faith that not everybody's an asshole. And that's... And I really like that. Because you can about a cadaver the shit out of animal poachers. And then you're just going, hey, violence is not the answer, but I'm going to fight your violence with violence. And I'm going to help those who want help peacefully. And I, I think it's a very dynamic game. It makes you think. But at the same time, it lets you not think. Well, I mean, I have uh, did a screen share with Ashley and I watched her play. And I watched her play for about a good 45 minutes. And after that, that made me want to buy the game because it looks amazing. I told her it was a mixture of Grand Theft Auto, you know, um, it, because of the open world. It looks really, really good. You know, e not even being a Harry Potter fan myself, not really watching the movies just yet. And yes, um, Ashley, if you're listening, I did watch Harry Potter. So I, you know, Which I do. Which one did you watch? Uh, I watched the first one. So I under okay, you need to get to the third movie, and then we can talk more about that. Yes, that's definitely on my list because I have to make her happy. I watched the Star Wars, and now it's Harry Potter. Now, actually, well, it's not making her happy at this point. It's making me happy, so I don't have to pull out the bat because you think my teeth are bad. Wait till I go after your kneecaps. You see, this shows just various sides of you—the soft and cuddly side of. You know, of uh, Becky that I miss so much. I mean, she's gone from tearing my flesh with her teeth just to hitting me with, you know, just inanimate objects. So I'm just wondering what the next level of love will be that I get from you. Um, so, yes, I'm starting with the Harry Potter series. I'm getting familiar with everything. And it just was never my speed, I guess. You know, I guess color me old or just, just out of the loop. But now after looking at the game, like I said, you know, I'm going to go back and watch the movies and definitely give it a shot because it definitely relaxes me. Uh, after a long day of stress and anxiety of dealing with people, places, things, and of the sort, um, I've made a joke so many times that, you know, I'm this old guy now that screams at clouds. So anything that will give me less stress in my life, I'm definitely all for. And just a silly question for you. How do you deal with, with you know, with your, you know, day-to-day -day rigors of just being Becky? So... When it stays when I'm not having a full-blown anxiety attack, but I'm having a really bad mental health day, I really do look forward to coming home, and I just, thankfully, my wife, my she's amazing, and I know a lot of people are sick of probably hearing me talk about her, but she is my anchor. She is what keeps me grounded she is a lot of those things for me and I have Ashley back in my life and I feel like I have two very pivotal people in my life who are my grounding points and what I'll do is my wife will be home and I'll message her I live nine to five minutes from work to a lot of people that sounds like a dream Sometimes it is. Sometimes it just sucks because you don't have that half-hour drive of just blasting music, driving, and just screaming at the top of your lungs. I don't get to do that. So I'll message my wife and I'll be like, hey, I'm going to be a great Dane today and I'm going to lay on top of you and you're going to like it. And what I'll do is I'll just come home and I'll flop down on top of my wife for like half an hour or so and just be like, just no talkie just hold me. 
and then I'll be able to go about my day because I'm able to be grounded. I'm taking that time to take let all my senses just relax because I'm safe. Um, then there's other days where I'm messaging Ashley. I'm like, hey, I don't care if we're into Harry Potter right now. We need to like play Dead by Daylight. I need like to have tunnel vision anxiety. And what I mean by tunnel vision anxiety is it, I'm not thinking, oh my god, I just got this promotion. I have to fix this apartment. I have to lead these people. I have to let these people let me lead them. They have to have respect for me, and I need to earn their respect. And, oh my god, there's bills coming up. Or, oh my god, my mom has rheumatoid arthritis. My grandmother had COVID. It was just a lot of stuff. And be able to just message Ashley, be like, hey, I really just need to play Dead by Daylight tonight, are you down? And having her go, yeah, dude, I'm down, and we could just talk in between chats, and then it would be, okay, we're working as a team, I need to make sure that you're staying alive and I'm staying alive, we need to make sure these tasks are getting done. And that's how I deal with it, when it's not, in that moment, I'm having anxiety attack. In that moment, I have, I'm, I'm breaking. It's, okay, I feel this coming, these are my coping skills and I think a lot of people need that outlet and even now <clears throat> since I got Harry Potter I have a really bad mental health day and I just don't want to talk to anybody I'll jump on that game and I'm petting nifflers I'm dealing with cute cuddly creatures I'm brewing potions I'm just staying in this one room the room of requirements and I'm just going ham on that and see uh, before many moons ago <clears throat> i used to play final fantasy 7 you know it just as a way to relax you young kids don't understand about that yet but yes yeah, so i play yeah, final I fantasy uh, <laughs> 7 you know just to relax a little bit and i don't want to get too much on a tangent about it you know about coping skills i don't want to get too much on that you know because i know we all each have a different way of coping with things and i don't want to turn it into a how-to video or a how-to podcast about how we deal with anxiety because everybody has their own particular way of doing so. So, oh, yeah. yeah. So we definitely keep it lighthearted. So threaten me more. So we definitely feel so much better. Um, <laughs> other than that, no, for you, um, I had a question on top of my head. I totally forgot what it was. I blame you, Becky. I truly, truly blame you. I meant to ask you. I know, because I have those puppy dog eyes. Yes, I'm totally seeing it through the screen. It's amazing. I mean, guys, you guys should see this. It is amazing. Her eyes are going in a weird different direction. It's kind of mesmerizing yet scary <laughs> in the same way. You know, it's like that Annabelle doll that just follows you around everywhere you look. It's so bizarre. <laughs> My uh, question to you is, what, what made you want to come back on the show? Oh. This is the last podcast I can do for a very long time. And I was like, hey, this is my last week where I'm off on a Wednesday. And I don't have to be at work at the ass crack of dawn. So I was like, I like to do one last hurrah with my friends. I mean, wait, wait, wait a second. No, no, no. You, you said friends plural 
Did, did you say friends plural? No. No, 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 no. I heard you say friends plural. You didn't say mm -hmm. friend did singular. Nope. You said friends plural. I, I did not. Mm -mm. I, I don't have friends. I have people who I can not want to mm -hmm. murder. Mm-hmm. And, and saying the word plural, and everybody heard it, folks. You can always write to the show and let me know if I heard this correctly. So that means I'm part of your circle. I'm, I dare I say... I am your friend. I don't want to kill you by someone cause bodily harm. I know this is your coping mechanism for making new friends. I know if, if I'm not scared or if, if I don't have any peroxide ready to wipe off the various wounds you will inflict on my body, I think that means I've, you know, I've graduated to being your friend. It's okay. You can say it live on this show. It's okay. I mean... I mean, nobody else is listening to us. I mean, not anybody in the UK or Taiwan or India or all over the United States. It's, it's between me and you. It's okay. I mean, you can tell me friend to friend, new friend to friend. I will go for your jugular. Uh-huh. I will go for your jugular. Too late. I heard the giggle. I heard the laugh. I saw the puppy dog eyes. You called me your friend now. And I'm trying not to get choked up. Because if Ashley heard this, she might get a little jealous that you know, you know that you know that you called me friend now. So it's our little secret; nobody else is going to hear it. So just here, I'm going to edit this in post, so nobody will hear your confession of you know making me your new friend. Right? Sure. I'm going to listen to the podcast later with my wife, and she's going to go, "What was that?" And I'm going to be like, "Nothing, nothing. We're just going to skip ahead because nothing happened." Uh huh. We're going to timestamp this. And I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put it in the description. Timestamp: seventeen minutes and forty-five seconds. You admitted that I'm your friend. I'm I'm, I'm getting choked up. I'm getting misty-eyed here, so it's great. And you, okay, I'm gonna break into continuity here for a second. So, could you indulge me for a second, uh, Becky? What? <laughs> See, Ashley is like Beetlejuice. You say her name three times, and she shows up. So pull back the, uh, you know, like the fourth wall here. I think she's a little bit jealous. And she says, and I quote, <clears throat> I won't mention the top line, but she mentioned I will never be jealous. I know where I'm at on the tier list. So it's okay. I mean, I, you know, I, I know I'm in the top 50, so it's okay. I understand fully. <laughs> and no, Ashley, I'm not going to say that, mind you, because people listen to this show that are near and dear to my heart. So they don't want to hear that. So for everybody who's wondering what the top line was, Ashley said he's got a boner now because of him thinking he's my friend. I do not have a boner of friendship. No, no, no. I take that back. I have an inner friendship boner because you touched my heart by calling me your friend. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I'll be here all weekend. It's I'm a hit with a bat. I'm going to make it go away. <laughs> I said inner, not outer, you perv. Jesus, come on. It's a family show. Put your exactly. merch. I'll hit you with the intestines, and it will literally make it so that everything goes away. <laughs> Put your murder boner away, okay? I have a friendly boner. Put your murder boner away. You know, no. whole propensity. No, always out. Propensity of violence you are. And it... <laughs> And we made Ashley break character. She's laughing behind the scenes because I said murder boner. Yes, thank you, folks. This will, this will go on a t-shirt on sale at cafepress.com forward slash WACE. I'm sorry, repeat that again? 
It's the only time when you say murder boner is when I'm around. I wonder why, because once again, folks, for those of you who are now listening and wondering who this new voice is, this is Ashley's bestie, Big Time Bex, and she's violent. She's very violent. When I first interacted with her on this show, she threatened to bite me. And I never heard that before, never experienced that before, but this is her way of saying she actually likes people and wants to get to know you. And ever since we've met in multiple conversations, she's threatened bodily damage to me. I just smile and take it in a stride knowing I'm way here in, over here in Florida and she's way in New York. So I think I'm safe for the time being. Listen, I told you I would not threaten bodily harm, but you just keep antagonizing it, so... And how am I antagonizing? What, what am I doing to make you want to hurt me? Other than being nice. That's, that's how you're antagonizing it. <laughs> I can't win. I cannot win. I see Ashley needs to hop on right now and save me. Because, you know, once again, this is making her laugh, doing, wanting to hurt me in many different ways. So, so I'm a sending out the bat signal. You know, Ashley, come save me from the murder bonerist uh, Be- Becky over here that wants to hurt me. And Ashley... I don't- think she's gonna save you i think she intentionally did this yes she wants to see how well you would survive with the rabid raccoon whose mascot is a hype badger (laughs) with a murder boner we're gonna keep a total count of how many times we say this to scare off people who actually like our show and behind the scenes ashley keeps messaging us you know you know she keeps on enticing you to uh you know to hurt me even more so it's wonderful and I do have to agree with her, though. I like the idea of a shirt that says, it's the murder boner. I think we are going to make this shirt, and I think the shirt will sell. So I'll wear it. To my uh, people back there in charge of the website at cafepress.com forward slash W-A-C-E, uh, I'm talking to you, Cantina. I'm talking to you, Stephanie. Make the murder boner t-shirt. Make it for real. And I will actually buy a shirt for you ladies to wear it proudly to, uh, you know, like to show it off to everyone. And this is... As long as it's black and the word murder is like blood print, I will be happy with it. Well, I'm going to come up with designs. And I'll come up with designs this week and I'll put it on the website on thewalkerac76.podbean.com where you guys can vote on what style of murder boner t-shirt we will advertise. And the proceeds of the Motor Boner t-shirt will go towards the Murder Boner Fund. Have you been injured? By a young lady named Becky with a baseball bat or her fangs. She sees something protruding from her pants. It is a murder boner. So please, run to the nearest exit. Pick up a phone. Dial somebody for help. Let them know that you're in fear for your life. Do not be afraid to cry and fall down and scream fetal position. When the murderous Becky walks around you, she sees you crawled up in a fetal position. She knows that she has control over you. So just let it go and it'll be okay. Buy the shirt, the Motor Boner t-shirt. Say that five times fast. This show has taken a turn for the worst. I made her break character. That's a tremendous thing. <laughs> Such a tremendous thing. So, Anywho. <laughs> so other than making you uh, laugh at the sight of violence, <laughs> how, 
what do you do? What do you do on your free time other than playing games you know, to relax? What makes Becky laugh? You know, like what makes her relaxed? Uh, I don't. <laughs> I don't know the word relaxation. Um. <laughs> Playing at well, I'm playing video games, you know, you, you know, talking to your bestie, stuff like that. Um. <laughs> and for, for those of you, in, for those of you in the background who's hearing this noise, that is Ashley in the background sending messages, you know. So this, 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 this is what this is what we do. Instead of her being on the show, this is what we do. Uh, it's scary. I don't know. I guess what I do is very randomly do I ever draw and I drew a Niffler that had a hat on it and I named it Perry the Niffler. Now for those for those uh, for those of the uninitiated, what is a Niffler? I explained earlier. You were not listening. That's on you. You said it so quickly, I didn't really catch it. So come on, don't punish me I was for going it. In- depth about it i was paying attention do not avoid <laughs> do not avoid you were not paying attention you were not paying attention i you was i was too busy avoiding your murder boner as it was heading in my direction so please forgive me so <laughs> uh, I, I i don't know if <laughs> i think i'm like no i i just i am offended sir you you offended she, she, she wants to brutalize me by calling me her friend, and now she wants to hurt me. It, it kind of goes hand in hand. I think the show has fallen off the rails now. So <laughs> I think we need to try to get us back on topic here. Because we were talking about something important like video games and Harry Potter and everything. All of a sudden, you know, Becky just took the reins and just ran it right off the road. We're trying to get Ashley back on the show here. But, you know, we need to drag her back in. So as we message her, begging her to come back to help us out and add some clarity to the show... Bex, I think you need to bring her back on here. I think you need to message no, her and tell no, her to come back. No I, no, I think you are stuck with me, and she can come back wherever she pleases. And I know for a fact if I ask her to, she's going to be like, jump on real quick, say no, and then jump right off. She still needs to grace us with the dad joke before the show is over. So you have to bring her back nah, on. To I say, have the dad joke. You have the dad joke? I, I had the dad joke. She took over the dad joke. I mean, that's no, no, we can't do that. That's, that's Ashley. I, I, had, I, I had permission. Who, when did she give you permission? I have the receipt. It's in the Discord. <sighs> I, I, I don't see it. I really don't see it. Because if you scroll up, if you scroll past the older I get, the meaner I get, which you posted. Go like one, two, three, four messages above, and you'll see it. See, you're taking over this show. See, I know. I, I really know what you're trying to do here. And and, and Ashley, we're gonna have we're gonna have words. We're gonna have conversations about this. So yes, so yes, so yes, I do that. All right, all right. Do you want me to? I will read you off the Harry Potter fandom slash wiki slash Niffler description of a Niffler. The Niffler was a magical beast with a long snout and a black. A coat of black, fluffy fur. <laughs> they were attracted to shiny things, which made them wonderful for locating treasure, but it also meant that they could wreak havoc if kept or let loose indoors. Nefflers in general were 
usually harmless. They look like a platypus, but they've got this thing for shiny objects, and they have a pouch, like a little kangaroo pouch, where they just shove all the shiny things that they find. Gold, jewelry, coins, doesn't matter if it's shiny, they want it, and I identify with loving shiny objects and causing chaos. So, This is why I'm staying away from you. This is why I'm staying far away. If you ever come down to Florida to see Ashley, I know I'm going to stay away. I'm staying away in Castle Walker because I have a moat with alligators, so I'm just staying far away from you as humanly possible. Mm, Good luck on that because Ashley will help me break in, and then I will steal, like, your most prized possession. What, my cat? No, your cat's apparently not yours, and you don't want to even keep it, and... Ashley and I, don't worry, Ashley and I will give you a big, fat, extremely fat, fluffy cat that, as Ashley had said at one point, when it jumps off a counter and it lands on the floor, you will hear the tile crack. Now see, that's, that's fat shaming. You just fat shamed a cat. <sighs> yes, I did. God, there's horrible people. So, you see, now I understand why you guys are best friends. This is just, this is just horrible. So, so horrible. Uh, do, you, do you have any questions for the show? Do you have any topics you want to talk about on the show? Because once again, we have just fallen off the rails here. So we have to get ourselves back on here because people are listening from all over the world and they're intrigued by you. So they want to know what goes on in the mind of Big Time Bex other than murder, death, kill. Um, that's it. Murder, death, kill. Ooh, shiny object. <sighs> Squirrel. Mm-hmm. So please, okay, f- fine. I'll, I'll, fine. I'll ask you a question to get to know you, but not not too much. I don't want to get too personal because I'm already fearing for my life already. So tell us about this new promotion you got. I'm, I'm definitely curious to hear it, you know, because um, you can uh, get respect by threatening people you know, at your job. So I work at a major retail company and I got promoted to a supervisor position where I will be leading a team of people and I will be selling pretty much what I did at GameStop. So for those of you who did not understand the hint, I'm going to be working in the electronics department. Um, So I get to sell TVs, computers, video games, Roku sticks, and all that other fun stuff that goes into daily entertainment. And one thing I'm really looking forward to is learning the photography department because, well, it's not the photography department. It's uh, pretty much the photo lab where I get to take pictures for people's passports. Um, I get to put their pictures on campuses and all that fun stuff. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to seeing if my team will be able to step up and we can be the most well-communicated department in the entire store because that's my end goal. Oh, Oh my God, I just sounded like I was interviewing. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yes, got her. Finally got her, yes. I made her laugh more than one time because of my pain. So, yes, that definitely worked for me also. I think you would do tremendous working in storage. You know, with your demeanor, how you handle customers, you would be, you'd be tremendous working in storage. You should do something like that also, just in case. Yeah, because if they, like, piss me off, I could just be like, you do know I've got a storage unit in the back with all the dead bodies of every customer who's pissed me off. Do you want to go see it? Because everyone who sees it doesn't come out. <laughs> 
And there goes my job out the window. You know, do you, did you hire her? I don't know what you're talking about. I thought she was really good with customers. That weird smell in the back, that was just her. So, yeah, we're definitely not going to talk about that anymore. Her goddamn murder boner again. Told her to put that away. Telling her wife. Just telling her wife. These are the things that I do. Now, of course, I'm going to be a little self-serving here for a couple seconds here. I don't think this should be. I don't think this should be your last appearance. I, you know, I think you should come on sporadically and talk with us, and actually be part of the show. So, in front of just the, the world who's listening to the show right now, no pressure. Don't be nervous. Everybody's listening to us right here, right now. We want you to be more part of the show when you have free time, and eventually. So, it's uh, not the issue of free time; it's the issue of scheduling. And I know Ashley is a creature of habit, and you guys have your little routine going down. So unless, of course, I miraculously have a Wednesday off, because I work six to three most days, I'm not going to be up at this hour. I'm going to be in bed trying to go to sleep. <laughs> well, it, it, doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be all the time. Just, you know, I mean, like just sporadic checking in, saying hi and whatnot. Because, you know, now, since I'm your shutter, shutter friend, you know, you have to hop on occasionally and talk to us. I don't know what you're talking about. We're not friends. You said it. I was talking to our, I I was talking about our listeners, not you. We can rewind. I have it time stamped. You said friends, plural, and even Ashley knows. She's responded. We're, We're all friends now. So it's too late. It's too late. No, it's, I was talking about the listeners because the listeners, I don't want to bo- cause bodily harm to. You, on the other hand, I want to cause bodily harm. We're on the fence about the murder. Once you watch... Mm-hmm. Focus. Actually, it's, 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 it's that, but once you get to, like, movie three of Harry Potter, then we can talk more. But once again... We might be friends at that point. Once again, it's too late. You said it already. Just let it happen. Like a roofie on prom night, just let it happen. It's it, it's okay. We're 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 gonna be friends. It's okay. Mm. See that one we'll just see about that. one just it, it, it's too late. It's it, it's already happening. It's a thing now. Becky and Adrian friends. Adrian Becky friends. Big time Bex Walker AC. We're, we're 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 friends and besties now. Now I'm gonna advertise it to you on a website that they were friends. So just let it happen. Uh. Yeah, exactly. Shh, shh, shh. Let it happen. It's all right. Uh. <laughs> now as this lovely show comes to a close because we totally botched the whole damn thing what what are your thoughts have been so far uh besides murder yeah, oh yes i mean that too that kind of goes hand in hand um just i don't know <laughs> i don't really have thoughts i just have nothing I'm an empty-headed vessel that sometimes can come out with random shit, and most of the time is violent. So, I mean, I mean, there has to be some sort of happy place for you, other than you know the random acts of violence and hurting people. Yes, Patty Nefflers. That sounds lewd. I like to pet Nefflers <laughs> on Hogwarts Legacy and watch them get all happy and be like yes just pet my belly or I'm gonna keep this brush or when I'm petting a 
I can't even like pronounce <laughs> the name of it. I'm gonna butcher it. I know for a fact Ashley's gonna pick on me for it later. Uh, actually, no. I'm gonna look it up before I even try and say it. I'm gonna be smart this time. <laughs> Now, as she hops on the Google machine, once again, just let everyone know if they want to reach out to us, email us under slackingmajestically01 yahoo.com. That's slackingmajestically01 yahoo.com. And of course, you can find us under Google Podcasts, Amazon, Pandora, Spotify, everything in between. Be sure to like, subscribe, join us, and give us a little thumbs up. Get those algorithms up. You're looking for a nice podcast to listen to. You can find us under the Walker AC Experience, the Out of Context podcast, where we just take a piss and we just say whatever we want to and have a good time with it. Because regardless, you're going to listen and you're going to like us. Because if Becky can be my friend, she can be your friend too. And we all can be nice, close, personal friends together. It's a weird dichotomy we have to get. Why are you lying to people? Why are you lying? Um, It's a festival. So if you pet festival on Harry Potter or Hogwarts Legacy, whatever it's the same difference to me um sometimes they'll lay on their side and they'll just like yes pet my belly and it is the cutest thing ever and fun fact about thestrals they can only be seen by people who have seen death and in the very beginning of the game your character witnesses a dragon eating somebody that's disturbing it is amazing i loved it I was like, oh, that's brutal. That does not surprise me. See, stuff like that doesn't surprise me. Okay, so fine, so fine. I'm going to push here. Now, of course, you can always decline, but I'm going to push. Now, we here at the Out of Context Podcast, we, we want people to get to know us. Not too much, but just, just, just enough. So I'm going to do it. I want your top three. What's your top three movies? Top three movies? Yes. Um... Obviously, number one for me is going to be Nightmare Before Christmas. I even have zero tattooed on my collarbone. It's a little fun fact for people. Um, the other two. Oh, boy. <laughs> what genre are we talking? No, it, it doesn't matter. It, 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 it could be whatever kind. No, it does matter. It does matter, Adrian. <laughs> doesn't matter. Just No, just, just your top three. Hey, it could be worse. I could say top five. That's not worse, because the worst thing is that you're not going to be a genre. Oh, okay, fine. It's your top three horror. Top three horror, okay. Saw two. Um, <clears throat> that's for, like, the gory stuff. Um, I like the supernatural movies. Um, my favorite movie, which is quote-unquote horror, is... Um, what is it called? It's, I haven't watched it in years. I can't find out any streaming services. I think it's called Werewolf Among Us. I, I never heard of it. What, what oh, that it, might also be a video game. I think that sounds like a video game. Um, or is it Beast Among Us? Yes, it is. Werewolf, the Beast Among Us. So it's a film from 2012. So back when I was a junior in high school i know i'm a baby compared to you but not all of us were around when the dinosaurs were um, <laughs> old joke okay gotcha the 
description of it is a mysterious creature terrorizes a village and Daniel teams up with werewolf hunters to track down the vicious beast as villagers are attacked one by one and themselves turned into beasts Daniel fears that the foe is someone close to them all and I love that movie because the twist at the end of who the werewolf is I thought was like peak because <clears throat> it was one of those ones where like you kind of guess but at the same time they did it in a way that it wasn't obvious and the character dynamics and everything I loved it now the other horror movie that I like that I could probably fall asleep watching because I'm psychotic is The Ritual from Netflix in the book honestly I have to say this is one time I will say this the movie is better than the book now, what is that about? The ritual is about these friends. <clears throat> they go on a hiking trip through Sweden. At least I think it's Sweden. Yes, it's Sweden. And they end up going off the trail because one of the guys like injured his knee. And the entire point of them going on this trip is because in the very beginning of the movie, spoiler alert, the main character watches one of his best friends get murdered from a mugging <clears throat> and as they're going through the forest and everything they're being hunted almost at least that's the vibe you get and I love it because I hate I hate feeling like I'm being hunted I hate that feeling but in some controlled situations I can handle it and movies and video games are one of them and it turns out that it's Loki's bastard son that is, like, in the very middle part of this forest. Like, people don't age as long as they, they bow and worship Loki's bastard son. And it pretty much goes into, for me, it's like the grieving process. Like, you're in denial, you're angry, you're mad at people around you, and then as they come to reconcile and stuff, like, the one who watch the murder happen like you see him develop in ways because it also fucks with your mind and stuff so I don't know to me it's just one of those great movies and one of the first entering scenes of them going into the forest is an elk that was clearly <clears throat> just murdered or I say murder because why would you disembowel a beast and then put it up on to a tree it would be to cause fear, so it's murder. It wasn't for anything like, oh, we're gonna use the meat or we're gonna eat it. No, it was murdered. And it was like a warning, like, hey, <laughs> you're gonna end up like this. Get the fuck out. But of course, they still stuck around, naturally. Yeah, and like I said, my favorite movies are like supernatural ones. Like, I've watched all every movie of the Conjuring universe love them all um insidious is a good series and then i've watched a lot of werewolf movies and very few of them actually are good and that's why i like werewolf beasts among us because it's one of the really good well-written ones um a lot of people would argue like red riding hood is a good one but it's like a it's a love triangle, it's finding out, like, oh, my wife had an affair, so I'm gonna kill... Yeah, it was just... 
it's it's a good movie, but it's not like top five tier. It's like near the middle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> okay. Well. Now, what about you, Adrian? Okay, I have three good ones for you. You probably never heard because I'm old and everything. Screw you. And, um, so my uh, first one is called High Tension, and it's a chase movie. Um, I won't. Yeah I, yeah, I won't spoil it too much. It's a French film. Um, a uh, two best friends, so two girls, two best friends. One best friend is getting married, and she invites her best friend to go with her family to the cabin in the woods. Shocker, shocker. And somebody breaks in and kidnaps her best friend. So she spends a whole entire movie chasing down the guy who captured her best friend. And it is bloody, it's graphic, it's gory, and has a nice little twist at the end. Now, I'm not going to spoil it, but the movie is called High Tension. It's a French film. It's in subtitles. It is graphic. Because other than the bad guy killing you know, the girl's parents... And stealing the best friend, um, the friend, her friend who tries to save her goes through hell and back to try to rescue her. And it's an awesome movie. I recommend looking it up and watching it. So that's one of them. Yep. <laughs> and Ashley knows that movie. Second one, and talk about a series, is The Grudge. Have you, now, I assume you've seen The Grudge already, right? I've seen bits and pieces of it. I tried watching it, but. Mind you, last time I tried watching it, I was a preteen. I couldn't get that into it, but I love the entire like lore about the grudge. Yes, and the cool thing about it is if you watch the original Japanese version called Juon, they don't spend money on graphics. Everything is just actual people. They focus more on the music than anything else. And, of course, the base of the grudge, which everybody knows, you know, um, the husband snapped and killed his wife because he thought she was cheating on him. And he kills her son. He kills a cat. He goes into this insane rage. And so the, the raging spirits, anyone who walks in a house gets infected. And they die. And their friends dies. And their family dies and stuff like that. And the grudge carries, pretty much carries on through three movies. So I love stuff like that because, once again, it focuses more on the story than it does the special effects. And my third one... I'm that sorry, go ahead. actually really good. No, I was just saying that does sound really good. Like, if you think about, like, the Japanese version versus what they do now, like, I love movies that, like, focus on the story instead of how much blood can we get? How gory can we make it? Yeah, because American filmmakers focus more on the CGI than the actual storyline. So you're too busy looking up, you know, hack, you know, hacked up body parts and stuff like that versus the actual story. So I love Japanese horror and Asian horror movies like that. And the other one I like is another Japanese Asian movie called Tale of Two Sisters. And they turned it into an American movie called uh, The Hidden. And long story short... Um, uh, one girl comes home after being committed to an insane asylum for a couple of years. She comes home, meets up with her twin sister, come to find out the father has been remarried, their mother has passed away, but the sister think there's, thinks there's something wrong with the, with the new mother. They believe something, you know, the new mother did something to their previous mother. 
And it's a really, really twisted movie without getting into too much. They focus, again, more on the story than they do the graphic part. Then the movie has an amazing twist you'll never see coming, and it is amazing. It's called Tale of Two Sisters. It came out, I think, like in the 2000 era, and it's really, really good. And, of course, honorable mention goes to Rob Zombie's Halloween. Now, have you seen that one already? I cannot get into Rob Zombie movies. Um, reason being is because I can't do the flashing lights that he loves doing. Um, after my accident, I have a very hard time with strobing lights. If I look at him for too long, I'm sick. Mm, well, that's definitely not a good thing. So here, so here's one more for you. Uh, have you seen Memento? I have not. Oh, great movie. Guy Pierce, um, and also, I, for I blanked on her name, Carrie Ann Moss. She was the one who starred as Trinity in The Matrix. It's this guy whose wife was murdered, and he got injured so bad he can't make new memories. So he spends the whole movie taking pictures of things he needs to remember and writes notes in the back of them. And it comes so bad, he tattoos all the notes to his body. And he spends the whole movie looking for the killer. So the movie jumps as his memory jumps. And once again, really, really, really interesting twist at the end. Um, I like movies that really make you, that really makes you think. So that's... I can respect that. So speaking of honorable mentions, so just to throw it out there, one of Ashley's favorite movies is Sweetie Todd. Um, and I look... I'm sorry, Sweeney Todd. I completely butchered that. Don't kill me, Ashley. And the description is evil judge turnip lust for the beautiful wife of London Barber and transport him, transports him to Australia for a crime he did not commit, returning after 15 years and calling himself Sweeney Todd. The now mad man vows revenge, applying his razor to unlucky customers in Shetland. So pretty much he makes pies out of, like, people. Oh, now, boy. for me... These, a really good movie that I liked was Cabin in the Woods. I love the story. I loved how it kind of gives you a twist, like, oh, why do they need all these people? Why are they dying? And then in the end, like, two people don't die in, like, these very deep underground, like, demon things rise. And it's a really good movie. I'm not explaining it very well. Now, a movie that freaks me the fuck out. I will not ever watch it again. In fact, I might have nightmares just from looking at it. It makes me want to, like, throw up thinking about it. It's called Cabin Fever. Cabin yes. Cabin Fever. Just, uh, I have so... seen that movie, unfortunately. <gasps> my um, mother-in-law put it on one night, and my wife and I watched it, and my mother-in-law went to bed. And... It just, oh, the idea of like, oh, the one scene that makes me like really go, uh, is <laughs> as per horror movies, there's sex scenes. Of course. I know where you're going with this, but for those who haven't seen the movie, by all means, go ahead. I'll let you finish the description. If I'm thinking this is the right movie and I'm like curled up in this blanket right now, just like kind of like trying to keep my body together because it's, ugh, um, as a woman, nothing's worse than the idea of somebody um, doing foreplay with you and your nether region 
is literally coming apart. And instead of it being like a quick, um, merciful death near the end, you have a shovel halfway through your jaw, it hasn't severed your spinal cord, and you're just there dying. It's just, oh, <laughs> and of course it's really funny I've never met you but I can picture your faces right now <laughs> I can oh and a really good movie too was Silent Hill and Ashley just kind of popped up with Silent Hill so um, I'm going to send us back in time um, let's see here when did Silent Hill come out because I think Silent Hill came out what like uh, mid two thousands, I believe. I have people it screaming did, at. The... I need to know exactly. Okay, so it came out in two thousand six. So in two thousand seven, I watched it because I had. Do you remember the iPod Nano? Yes, yes I do. So I rented the movie and I had it on my iPod Nano. I have this tiny little screen. It's like maybe three by one. And I'm watching that movie on my iPod Nano. So, there's two scenes in that movie that, as a 13-year-old child, because I was definitely a child mentally, um, that kind of just made me freak out a little bit, was when Pyramid Head comes up and he rips the skin off this woman. Like, you're watching, I'm watching on this little tiny screen, and I'm like, oh my god, that was brutal. Like, you don't really see everything, so your mind, I was a very imaginative child, and I just could imagine, like, all that, and we go, huh. And then at the very end, <laughs> ladies, just gonna make you wanna cross your legs and just put your hand over your parts, because most guys, they do that when they're thinking about having their balls hit. Um, barbed wire going up this woman's vagina and it goes through her entire intestines and it goes out and it's just like oh, like it's just making me clench my legs like the idea of it it just it's one of those things where unless of course you have a vagina you're born with a vagina you have a vagina you will not understand this because it's not like a it's not going up the asshole, so it's not anything that everybody can pucker their butt cheeks to. It's something that only females can really, like, understand. Like, you don't want anything going up there that's going to, like, cut you. And it's just uncomfortable, and it just makes me want to clench my legs. I'm just like, huh. <laughs> but it's a great movie. I love that movie. Very good psychological horror movie, but, like, that scene to this day. <sighs> Anything involving the nether regions, and there's barbed wire, the skin's coming off, there's a blowtorch going near it. It just makes me go, Ugh. Yeah, so much for that uh, fish sandwich I'm, I'm going to eat later. Um, I have, uh, yeah, I, I have just two more. So we're going to go back to the Wayback Machine. One movie I was terrified as a little kid. I'll give you a little backstory here just to set the, set the mood. Uh, my mother um, was, was a nurse who worked at the hospital overnight. So she would make dinner for myself, my younger brother, and my older sister when we first moved to Florida. So my mother and my sister... Wait, where are you originally from? Chicago. Chicago? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, uh, up north where we have seasons uh, versus Florida. 
Um, and uh, oh, Florida has seasons. It's thunderstorms, humidity, and then tourists. Yeah, it's hot, humid, and rainy and hurricanes. So, so it's definitely wonderful. So my mother and my sister love watching horror movies. The gorier, the better. The scarier, the better. And myself and my, my little brother, being little kids, we were just terrified because they would put on Nightmare on Elm Street and watch the whole movie. And then my mother would go, okay, I'm going to work now and turn off the lights and leave us in the house by ourselves. So there's plot of an upbringing right there. One movie I was terrified of. I love your mother. Shocker. No shocker there. Uh, one, one movie I was terrified of, but now I love, is The Shining. Have you seen The Shining? I have, and I just, I don't like it. I do not <laughs> like it. I can I, watch. I love the book. I love the book, but I do not like the movie. I can watch The Shining on repeat. I love it so much. And I don't know why. Well, no, no, no. I, I don't want to lie. I, I, I love the psychological aspect of the movie. You know, I love the fact that, you know, he's going mad. Or the hotel is a time machine where he actually belonged there. So the fates brought him back there. There's so many different theories upon The Shining. And So if you want, I can go into detail from the book perspective, but we can do that after you explain why you love the movie. Sure. Because once again, I was terrified of Jack Nicholson because I watched him in Witches of Eastwick. I've seen him <clears throat> in a couple of other movies. He just looks naturally evil. So watching him in that when I was a little kid, it terrified me. But when I got older, I watched it again. I understood the movie. I understood how, you know, how he moves, how he thinks, and what the, just the basic gist of it. And it was really amazing. Uh, so before I go to the second one, I'll have you, you know, talk about the book. Okay, so in the book, the reason why it's called The Shining is because so the entire finger thing that Tony does, or Danny does, I'm Tony, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> no, no. So what Danny could do was pretty much astral project. Astral projecting is where you leave your body, and he had a guide, and his guide's name was Tony. And that's the simplest way of explaining it without going into too much detail because then I had to pull the book out and that's a whole entire thing. Um, and Tony would show Danny things. Like, good things, like in the very beginning, is really good things. Jack was an alcoholic. Um, this was ran back when Stephen King was very alcoholic. And when they go to the Overlook, it is Jack's last chance it's his last chance to do right by his family he has been sober i think 18 months when they go into the overlook um and there is this character who i love and adore and honestly uh, this is gonna hurt i might end up throwing up after i say this you kind of remind me of um Halloran. Oh, I think that's his name. Let's see here. I haven't. <laughs> I haven't listened to the audiobook and been awake long enough past five minutes to pay attention to it because I love the guy's like reading of it. Mm -hmm. Um. Well, I mean, I have been told I have a face for radio, so I try to use as I try to use as much as I can. So you know, continue. 
Um, but he's a cook. Yes, Dick Holleran. I love him pieces. He's like my favorite character. He's like the only one who really is there for Danny. Mm-hmm. And he has this same abilities as Danny, but not as powerful. And he explains it as when him and his grandmother used to be ki- when he was a kid and his grandmother was around, him and his grandmother would be able to sit there and have conversations without opening their mouths. And, and he tells Danny, like, <coughs> I don't think the Overlook can hurt you. I think it's just pictures. But the Overlook is this evil entity. It is of itself, it's evil. Whatever the Overlook was built upon, it was evil. There have been mass murders. There have been um, gang violence. There was uh, underground gambling ring and all this other fun stuff. So as winter encloses them, the Overlook gets more powerful because they can't leave. Now, in the movie, they made it so that it's a hedge maze. It's, in the book, it's toperaries, and they're animals. There's lions, there's dogs, there's cats. No, not cats. Lions, dogs, it's a German shepherd, two lions, and a rabbit. And Jack, kind of in the beginning, before the snow really hits, he has an experience with the toperaries, like, moving, and, like, they're closing in on him. Like, you look away from them, they're moving. And the Overlook gives him a scrapbook. And the scrapbook is what gives him all the information and these little snippets of, like, the uglier side of the Overlook. And the Overlook doesn't want Jack. It wants Danny. And once the snow encloses and keeps them all trapped inside, it gets more powerful, it gets more bold. Because they can't just leave. And they... It's... Like, it's got its, it's pretty much like it possesses Jack, like it needs something to make it more powerful, so it takes over Jack in a way. And Jack is transported back in time, pretty much, because the Overlook is making him think that, and you see all these characters, you understand about the old, um... Oh, what's it called? Great, I'm talking about it now. I can't think of it. I'm pretty much the person who keeps care of the Overlook and everything. And he ends up going on a murderous rampage. And I don't know if you've seen Doctor Sleep. Have you watched that movie? Uh, yes, I have. Okay, so the ending of Doctor Sleep, um, the reason why it's ended like that is because the Overlook explodes at the end of the book. Because it's got this old boiler and Jack forgets to check on the boiler. And Danny's only thing is, like, Tony's telling him, you will remember what your daddy forgot. And his dad forgot to check on the boiler. And um, Dick Holleran, like, comes and, like, tries to save, like, Danny and his mom. And they eventually, they do get away. And Jack dies at the Overlook because the Overlook, Danny's like, you're not my daddy. Where's my daddy? And the Overlook at this point, which is Jack, because Jack's dead. He's been stabbed. He's 
been beaten with a mallet, he's he's gone. There's no way. He overlook beats in Jack's face, and the way it's described is all these different faces that are trying to appear. And it's like, okay, no, no more playing games. Like, let's go. And then Danny's like, you forgot. And Overlook's, what do you mean? I won. And it's like, you might have won, but you're dead. And the Overlook explodes, and it's great. I love it. Now, this is definitely one of those movies where I recommend, just like you, reading the book first. Because the book is always better, it's more descriptive, more descriptive, and it tells a whole lot better story than the movie could ever. Because with movies, of course, what two and a half hours, three hours to the most, you still really can't get everything in there. And no, and when Stephen King wrote the sequel, Doctor Sleep, in the very beginning, he says he's in a predicament because people want to know about Danny. They want to know, is he okay? Does he end up like Jack? What's happened? Like, that's a traumatic thing for a small child to experience. And he's like, I had to struggle with writing from the ending of the movie or the book because the movie completely butchered it. Um, Dick does not die in the book. He actually survives. Um, Wendy does not, like, it's so weird of me to think that, oh my god. Um, <laughs> continue, continue. <laughs> um, it's so weird because, like, watching the movie versus, like, reading it, like, Jack and Wendy are younger than me. They they are, like, 25 in the, mov- in the book, and in the movie they're, like, 40. Oh, gotcha. With a small child. Yeah. <laughs> now. So, I think that's, like, a big thing. It's, like, when I hadn't ever watched The Shining from beginning to end, I've seen bits and pieces of it because I could never get into it. I tried watching it when I was 23, and I, like, couldn't do it. I could not stand the acting. I could not stand... The way that the characters look, like, it took me a long time to accept that movies and books are meant to be different, but to the point where they completely change things and it ruins the plot, it just, ugh. It, it bugged me. I just, I couldn't do it. So I might have to try and watch it soon and, like, just sit there and watch through the entire thing. But when I watched Dr. Sleep, I found out that Dick Holleran died. I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> well, I have one more for you, and then I'll switch it over to you, and then we'll call it a night. Now, on the same level, um, of course, I know what the, probably the answer is, but my favorite, the book and the movie, and I still enjoy both, is It, Stephen King's It. Now, of course, oh my you... god, it's such, so good. Are we talking about the original movie, the remake, or the series? We are talking about both. Um, as a kid, I watched the series when it first came out, and it didn't scare me. I was just enamored by the movie. And then as time went on, years went on, I introduced my son to, you know, to the movie or the series It. I bought him the book. He breezed through the book in a week. And then when the, yeah, when the remake came out, we went to the movies, saw the remake. 
and we critiqued the hell out of that. But it was still enjoyable. Um, we went back once again, watched it, downloaded it through nefarious means, watched both movies, and once again, we just loved it. Now, part two came out, wasn't really a big fan of it, but we still stuck with part one. And he and I still I agree with that. Yeah, he and I still read the book to this day, only because it was more entertaining and it focused more on the side characters. Um, like, you know, I mean, like Adrian and his boyfriend. They focused on that. They focused on, um, oh, good lords, I'm drawing a blank right now. Um, the, the, the girl, please help me. The girl's name. Give me one second. I got the book. Let me check. I can't remember because I haven't. I haven't read the book in over oh, a year. Um, uh, Beverly, excuse me. Beverly. Yes, Beverly. Oh, yes. she's, I love her. Yeah, and of course, in the book, she slept with all the boys to keep everything a secret. Obviously, you can't put that in the movie. But that's just one no, of the... No, and the way that it's written, too, it's completely different than how, like, you hear about that. Like, oh, Beverly, these children all sleep together. And they all, like, they're like, what, 12, 13? But it, was, it wasn't about that. I mean, there was it more to it than just that. Connection and right. everything. It's one of those things where if you hear about it, you're like, oh my God, that's disgusting. He's a pedophile. But once you read the book and you understand it's because they're losing their connection, they're forgetting. It's what kept their bond together long enough for them to get out alive. I think that was a really important thing like it's one of those things where there's no way of portraying that correctly without reading the book correct yeah i agree with you 100 uh it, it stephen king's it is one of those books that you can just read all the time you can finish the book you can go back and read it again and then you can watch the movie make comparisons then watch the remake and still be entertained a little bit i don't recommend part two that's just me because I stick true to the story and now they're working on another movie did you hear about this I heard that they're isn't it they're trying to make like a part three of it yes they're working on a part three and right now they're trying to do a series on HBO called Welcome to Dairy which tells a backstory about Pennywise so I'm still kind of hesitant yeah. on Still kind of hesitant on that. I'm kind of down for it because... So, what I love about Stephen King, and it is over... Let's see here. It was 1,125 pages for the soft cover copy that I have, which is... It doesn't have, like, the movie. It's the original book. I love it. Um... Stephen King, you can't just watch or read one book in order to understand everything. You have to read all of his books, and it's really important also to read the Dark Tower series because it explains so much. And I think that's really important. A lot of people are like, oh, I just like this one book, and it's like, yes, I understand liking the one book, but at the same time, like, once you start reading them, it's almost like, I want to know more about this universe. Like, it references Cujo, it references Salem's Lot, it references 
um, The Shining and some books that references so many movies. Pet Cemetery, even. I love that book. The movie, eh. <laughs> Needful I, I Things. Like the, have you seen Needful Things? I have not, but I've been kind of trying to do a thing where I read the books and then I watch the movies because if I had watched Pet Cemetery without reading the book, I would have had no idea what was going on. <laughs> Just if you haven't already, all I'll say is don't watch the re- don't watch the remakes. Not worth it. So give valid. me, I'm sorry. I said valid. <laughs> so give me your final way back movie, and then we shall call it a night. Oh, way back movie. Oh boy. <laughs> um, so the one movie that I will not watch again, and I probably should. I need to conquer my fears and do it. Um, so I grew up watching horror movies. I watched um, the Nightmares on Elm Street. I've watched the Halloween movies. I've watched a lot of different ones. The one movie I cannot make myself watch, and I love the lore. I love everything about it, but I cannot watch the movie again because I was a little kid when this happened, is watch Mothman's Prophecy. Interesting. I, I cannot do it. I was, oh God, my parents were separated um, just before my dad got with his wonderful, beautiful wife who, if I ever see her, it's on site. And I hope she listens to this podcast one day because it's a fair warning. It's on site. Moving on. Um, I was probably like four. It was when the movie came out, so let me look it up because I'll know for sure when I see the date came out. Mossman Prophecy. Uh, I want to say late 90s. It was the late 90s, and I was born in the mid-90s. Um, no, it was 2002 when it came out. I'm, I'm surprised. So I was only seven. So before you get into it, describe what the movie's about before you get into it. Um, I'll read the little clip of it. Supernatural thriller focusing on a journalist whose wife's experienced a strange moth-like vision immediately before she was killed in a car accident. Two years later, driving to an interview, he suddenly finds himself hundreds of miles out of his way in a remote town of Point Pleasant, um, where there he uh, where blah, 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 where there has been a I've been a try that of Mothman's sightings. His research concludes that the visions are omens of disasters. Now, I don't really remember watching the movie. I remember him being in a room, and there's a man with glowing red eyes and moth wings, and this guy's tall is all blacked out. And I just, he looked out his window and he saw this, like every time I think of this movie, I just think of seeing that image. Oh, shut up. Um, <laughs> but it's just, I could not look outside my window for like a month. And I lived on farmland 
Ashley has seen where I used to live, where I grew up. There's trees surrounding everything, and I just, I'm terrified of bridges. I am terrified of Mothman. Like, I just, I, I can't do it. Now, I watched the movie back then, and oddly enough, it really didn't hit me that much. You know, movies like that, the butterfly, the butterfly effect, it really didn't hit me that much. So I may have to go back and watch it again. Because now that you but mentioned it, I'm curious about it. Imagine being a seven-year-old, though. Like, there's, like, got to be a movie from your childhood where you're just like, that terrified me. And, like, as an adult, you're like, that, that, that's not that scary. Oh, I have plenty of horror movies, you know, that I can't go back and rewatch because I watched them when I was young. You know, so trust me, I understand where you're coming from on this one. Um, what? Like, it took me years to watch Pinocchio again because I was terrified from the whale scene and I was like three. Really? Yeah. I, I have some very major phobias and I blame my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and, you know, you know, and now before we close up shop, what obscure movie would you recommend to our listeners to check out? Um, that's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> if they can, and they love werewolf movies, and they're looking for a good werewolf movie, I would highly recommend Werewolf um, Beasts Among Us. I love that movie to pieces. I thought it was a great movie. Watched it like ten times in a row. Loved it. Um, if they haven't seen Silent Hill, then they need to watch Silent Hill. If they love, like, psychological horror where there's gore still, but it's not the premise of the movie is gore. Um, if they like more lighthearted movies, I can't help with that. No, um, I don't do romantic comedies. <laughs> I don't do feel-good the movies. The only good romantic comic comedy that I liked was Letters to Juliet. Love that movie. Never seen that one. So the the movie I would recommend is a movie called Kids. Now, for those of you who've never seen Kids, it's uh, it's a it's late '90s movie. Bunch of teenage kids getting into trouble. It sounds really basic, but there's so many different layers to it. Uh, Chloe '70s, Chloe '70 is in it. Um, um, I forgot her name already. Uh, I don't. I don't want to mess up the name, so I'm going to just skip on it for now. But um, has a who's who of a, a famous actress, actors and actresses in the movie. But they're all kids, kids, teenagers. I'm actually Rosario Dawson's in it. Um, also, the soundtrack of the movie Kids is amazing. And I had the CD shows how old I am. Shut up, Becky. Um, and I've downloaded it too. In my older years, because once again, soundtrack is awesome. But the movie Kids, look it up. It is a great, great movie. So that's one I recommend from the Wayback Machine. So as yeah, the... I just looked it up. It came out the year I was born. Um, the fact that, like, I'm trying to figure out why this movie would be one of your recommendations when it's about a guy trying to spread HIV. That's one of the subplots. But 
the actual movie itself is really, really good because it's it was so different for its time. You've never seen anything like it before. But once again, if you ever download the soundtrack or go on YouTube and listen to the soundtrack, one group called Folk Implosion sings the song Natural One, <clears throat> and it's really, really good. So I strongly recommend that. So before we come to a close, what last comments you have for us and for all those out there, my dear Big Time Bex? Um, just do what you love. Um, and I know we talked a lot about Hogwarts Legacy in the beginning. The only thing I'm going to say is if you're going to get the game, get the game because you want to relive either your childhood, you want to get acquainted with um, the Hogwarts world and understand why there's such a controversy, why it's like TikTok's going to tell you that, oh, you're this, that, and the other thing. Um, it's a game that you should play because you want to have fun and whatever you're doing to cope with things just do it in a way that's going to make you safe don't harm others and definitely go back and watch older movies because it's definitely made me want to go back and watch this conversation's made me want to go back and like reread some books or watch the movies that I haven't watched in a very long time and it's worth it, especially with this day and age and everything going on. Awesome. <clears throat> so once again, as we come to a close, we'd like to thank everyone who has chosen to listen to the show, download this show, continue to support the Walk Racy Experience, the Out of Context podcast, Ashley Majestic and myself. Uh, we definitely thank you and all of you who are listening all over the world. Um, you know, India, the UK, Taiwan, and of course, everybody here in the United States. We thank you so much for that. Also, I'd like to send a special thank you to my new friend, haha, <laughs> Becky, for being part of the show. We do appreciate you. You've been tremendous, and I had a great time interacting with you and talking with you. It's been a pleasure, and I will definitely try and make time in my schedule to hop on again. It's just not going to be like it was before. It was back to back to back. <laughs> this will probably be my last appearance for a little bit till I'm acquainted with my new schedule and everything. So thank you for having me on. And, well, seeing as how Ashley's not here. Wait, wait, wait. No, not yet. Hold on. And I apologize. I don't mean to interrupt. I don't mean to interrupt. Because <clears throat> I had to send a special shout out to Ashley, who's not here with us right now. She's off doing something, probably getting pregnant, because I know she's expecting triplets. And we're going to send her a care package, letting her know and that... you're uh, expecting quadruple grandchildren, aren't you? When, when's, when it, it's been like, what, 10 years now? When, when's that going to happen? Well, I mean, I know it's not going to happen, but I know Ashley let us in on a little secret. You know, she couldn't be on the show today because I understand that she's expecting and we want everybody in the Walk Racy Experience universe that listens to us to uh, send her a special congratulations. Um, triplets, I heard she named the three kids, I think she named one kid Spanky, another kid Marinara, um, another kid Whirly Durly or something like that. Um, but um, if she was here right now, we would tell her congratulations, um, give her a baby bonnet, um, give her one of those diaper things that you put the stinky diaper in and doesn't smell. Um, 
Also, I know she wanted on her wish list, um, uh, like a breast pump or something like that, like the double Jared, breast pump. I'm telling you this right um, now, you are going to be murdered. So I'm. <laughs> But this is on her wish list. I'm just reading off her wish list. Uh, she Sorry, to, she, and, on, and on your son's wish list, I think I think there were um, condoms. Oh yeah. Obviously, he doesn't want to have like ten children again. Because I know we we just got news, everybody, that um, Adrian is expecting ten grandchildren. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I have I have I have some news coming in. News coming in. Um, oh, okay. It's been told to me that that Ashley. She's expecting, uh, you know, triplets, and now her and wait, her wait, husband. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait no, hold on, hold on. Is she expecting, or did she have them? No, no, no. She's no, she's she, she she's expecting. She's expecting. You know, the husband did the marinara thing, and it's gonna happen. Uh, turkey baster, and uh, so she's gonna have the triplets. Yeah, yeah. He turns upside down with the turkey. Ba- ah, it's kind of gross. I want to talk about it. Um, and also, she's gonna she's gonna adopt. She's actually adopting some starving children in Africa, a la Madonna. And uh, she wants to be a mother. She no, now that's is... racist. That is racist. Well, she's in a hurry, and now she wants to be called uh, Mama Ashley, you know, because she has no, the birth, you know, no. she had, you know, like she has the birthing hips. So it's okay. So special. You're gonna be so dead when she like sees you. You are <laughs> like, oh my god. You think what I threatened you? You think your kneecaps was bad? Um, she's gonna go for something else. And it's going to upset somebody, and she's not going to care. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I mean, I know she's on bed rest. So, I mean, I don't want to upset her too much. I have to bring her some ice cream and pickles, you know, to you know, to quell that, uh, that inner demon inside of her that's holding the children. So, I mean, my best wishes to her and her husband. And uh, everyone can send a special uh, congratulations to her. So, we definitely wish her the best. Oh, and I'm sorry, um, now, Becky, you were going to say something? Um, yeah, so Adrian, um, I heard that your son is going to name his children after you. Um, it's going to be pain in the ass, um, <laughs> bitch tits, and fuck nuggets. Do not. So that's, t- just the, that's just the first three, and that's their first female names, and I, I love them. I 100% support their first female names. And I think that we all need to send monsters over to Adrian's house. That way then, as soon as those children are born, we can get them fired up on caffeine. (laughs) And we can just enjoy the fact that one day we will hear screaming children in the background because they're going through a caffeine crash. And I'm not sure if you're bald already, but you're definitely going to be by the time they're 18. Well, I mean, you know, my son's kids and Ashley's kids can play together. And, you know, you do... Oh, oh Ashley's I, kids will kill. <laughs> they, they will be little murderous rabid. They're going to be rabid animals. Now, 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 Ashley's not here. So you cannot So you cannot talk about her bitch tits like that. That's not very nice. Be nice to her. I mean, like, you know, she is our co-host. And we miss her dearly, dearly and we wish she was on a show with us, you know, to provide us some insight on what's going on with the pregnancy and how everything is going along. You know, because we hear, you know, it's really tough for her to get around. So, I mean, we, like, we, like, we do miss her. We do wish her the best of luck. But I know she handed down something to you. I know she handed down the dad joke. So, I mean, if she was here, she would give the dad joke to, you know, to send us off for the week. So, I mean, I know you're way better at it than she is. So, I mean, you really should give it a shot. Well, first, I have a special <laughs> shout-out. Hello, Don. It's nice to meet you. I knew you were going to do um, that. 
Ashley's told me a lot about you, and I look forward to meeting you one day and hearing all about Adrian as a child. That sounds very exciting. Um, maybe I'll take you out to dinner around down there. Who mm -hmm. knows? Anyways, I get to sign off the show with a very bad dad joke, and I have a list. So, oh, bring it on. Um, the first one is, why can't you hear a pterodactyl go to the bathroom? Oh, God, I'm afraid. Why? Because the pee is silent. Oh, my God, that's horrible. That, oh, that's... And, and here's, here's the other one that I like. Why do cows wear bells? Why? Because their horns don't work. <sighs> <laughs> oh, and one last one. Oh, God. One. Okay. Just for good measure. What did the horse say after it tripped? What? Help, I've fallen. I can't giddy up. <laughs> okay, good night. Okay, that was a bad one. Good night, everyone. <laughs> what? Wait, uh, wait. What? Uh, <sighs> why, why did Adrian fall down the stairs? We're... Because he's a fucking nugget. <laughs> good night, folks. <laughs> <laughs>